Okay, welcome everybody to the 25th podcast of the Celsius podcast. Um, today we'll, we'll be discussing one of the greatest trilogy trilogies, pop culture sagas ever made, the Hello. Star Wars saga. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, another good one. Today I am not <laughs> alone in my in my bathroom, as you can hear. I'm joined by two very great friends of mine. Feel free to introduce yourselves. Uh, it's Uncle Mick Sheer, live from uh, Jesse's bathroom. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's my studio. Yeah, Man. it is the studio. Hey, this yeah. is Brent. You may have recognized me from uh, the Stradcast. Yes, mm. or not? I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> Great memes. Great memes. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I just really want to first thank you guys for being on here. Um, I'm really excited. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but I, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, I know Brent is. I believe, Mick, you are as well. You're a fan. And sure. um, with the new movie coming out, you know, obviously I wanted to go and uh, kind of tackle, you know, just <laughs> kind of want to glom on to, I guess, the fact that it's coming out and just seeing what you guys think. Um, before we start, let's go ahead and talk about the new Star Wars tra- uh, trailer. What did you guys think of it? <laughs> you, did, you didn't like it? Uh, oh. I actually didn't watch it. I, I purposely oh. steered <laughs> away from it, um, uh, specifically because the last one evoked a very... Uh, a very, very visceral response that I wasn't expecting. And <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how you guys felt, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, the like princess Leia and the, or I'm sorry, general layer, general, general Organa, excuse me. Um, oh, princess. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I saw, you know, when she appeared, like I, I legit teared up and my dad walks by him and he's like, are you crying? so yeah totally makes sense what about you guys Um, yeah i i i loved it 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 definitely um i i've i've told this story to a couple of my friends recently but i'm actually happy to talk to some fellow star wars fans about it um there's very few series that like pull at my heartstrings anymore and maybe i'm just getting old and grumpy and i don't know what it is, but um there, there's very few actual you know series and, and and movies and video games that still kind of get me in that way mm-hmm. and uh and star wars is still very much one of those to the point where when i first watched force awakens i i really really loved that movie and, and again mm-hmm. the, the very ending scene where you finally see luke skywalker I was not expecting it to hit me as hard as it did, but I'm sitting there in the theater like, oh shit, I'm, these are tears, you know? <laughs> this, this is the guy, you know? This is, yeah. this is, the, this is Luke Skywalker from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, this new trailer kind of did the same thing. I was excited. I actually watched it live during uh, you know, the football game when it first premiered. Oh, wow. And um, I was sitting there watching it, and, and it was the same thing, like, it was, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, but it's, there's a C-3PO scene that's mm. pretty infamous at this point. And, mm. and that was the first part I was like, oh, damn, I might cry in front of my wife right now. <laughs> and then towards the end, it just, it just starts bringing up all these feelings. You know, it's like this is the final trailer for the final movie of the Skywalker saga. And, and I sat there, legit was just like, 
I might cry over a mm. goddamn trailer right now. Yep. So I couldn't be more excited for this movie. I've always loved Star Wars. I've loved Star Wars since I was a little kid. And mm. um, it's it's just surreal that it's like, there's going to be more Star Wars movies. There's going to be more Star Wars TV shows. But as mm. far as like the mainstream Skywalker saga, it's just mm. that it's like, they're like, this is it. We're done. Like, yeah. End of an era. <laughs> that's that's a hard thought and i didn't even really think about that um yeah i felt the same way i mean unfortunately i didn't really grow up with star wars the way a lot of people did uh Mm. pop culture ruined most of every twist thing unfortunately when i was growing up so like even though i i never watched like um what is it return of the jedi or empire strikes back i know everything that happens because simpsons or muppet babies or some somebody at some point parodied it i'm like oh well that's great thanks so by the age of like five or six i already knew everything that happens to those movies yeah um, and kind of like with D, i kind of felt like it's something that i'm meant for so mm-hmm. um you know I, when george lucas was doing his new his uh second trilogy of you know the prequels i was like all right i'm gonna go in and then th- i'm gonna finally be in this. this is my time to go and be a part of it and oh I, buddy yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, mistakes I, I, were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't the worst thing in the world. I was like, all right, all right this is fine. Um, but then, you know, Disney got a hold of it, and I watched, um, you know, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the names. Oh, Force Awakens. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I completely loved it. Same thing with, um, um, I'm really bad right now. I don't the know. Last I can't Jedi. remember. The Last Jedi. Yes. I enjoyed the hell out of that, too. So, mm seeing the trailer and you know brent mentioning a point where you get emotional like there's a line that is said and i totally get where it comes from like oh my god that's it's such a weird thing to hear a droid to say and it's just such an emotional thing that it really does catch you and same thing with seeing you know general organa knowing she's you know mm-hmm. you know carrie fisher's gone but see she'll always be the moment, princess she will always right. be the princess. yes <laughs> um it's it definitely kind of struck me and i'm just like uh, it got me very excited. Uh, I know some people really aren't, weren't a fan of the last movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I was. And I'm really excited to see what they do with it. You know, I'm still very excited to find out, you know, Ray's origins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing what happens with Kylo and what direction he eventually does take. So who knows? <laughs> the yeah. uh, Actually, the, the movie was funny because it actually divided a, uh, a friendship. I mean, I... An acquaintance, really. Uh, a friend of okay. mine's wife was good enough to spoil Force Awakens. Oh. Uh, they had seen it on a Thursday night, and she was like, you should stay off the internet because Han Solo dies. What? A, oh, my God. Yeah, that put uh, friendship on pause for a while. Yep. Oh, no, no, no. I just deleted her. And she was like, did you delete me? I was like, unfortunately, only digitally. She goes, what? <laughs> And so it, uh, yeah, it, it really, that messed me up in the same way that um, Blair Witch, when Blair Witch came out, um, we were like, you know, all of, I grew up in upstate New York, which was like forest country. And we're like, we're going to drive to this theater that's, you know, you drive through the woods to get to, and we're going to watch this movie and people may have died, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, the, one of the guys at the college that we went to got a midnight screening or got a pre-screening or whatever. And he came back and he's like, dude, it's 
pretty scary, right? But then the last 10 minutes are the most intense you've ever seen in a movie. And I'm like, now I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, okay, it's an hour. And, and so in the same way, you know, when, when I found out that, uh, and I probably should have said spoilers, but if you haven't seen it and you're listening to a Star Wars <laughs> podcast, I got nothing for you, buddy. Um, exactly. But yeah, but when I saw the, uh, when, you know, when I knew that Han would die, I just, I, I, I was kind of expecting, not only expecting it, but just not holding my breath and not, um, I felt like I was robbed of a really emotional moment and it's such a nerd thing to say, but like, man, I have the, the original trilogy picture books, like giant coffee table, like where's Waldo size books mm-hmm. oh. that were, and, and records. I have records that told the story of the trilogy. I mean, like it was wow. a, a seminal part that was kind of taken away from me. And I was like, it would have been that much more powerful, which to, to circle back around to your question, number one, that's why I haven't watched the newest trailer because I'm like, man, I want all of, I want to get hit in the dick with emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of abstaining for a little bit. When, when is, uh, when does it come out anyway? It's like March, right? No. Uh, December, I think. I bought oh, yeah. this already. Wow. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty soon. I, I, I thought it might be like late this month or early next month. I'm not totally sure. I don't, don't quote me, but I believe it's December. I bought the tickets as soon as they went on sale and I haven't looked at them since. Nice. <laughs> but nice. Dedication. I believe yeah. it's coming up. No, I totally agree with that sentiment though. I mean, I've, I've preached this to my friends too. I mean, I've, I've preached this on Facebook where, where all the intellectuals go. it's it's one of those things where we're we're adults and we're living in a really difficult world so whatever gives you joy should be celebrated and there's nothing Mm -hmm. stupid i mean somebody who comes home every night and watches the same movie over and over because it just makes them happy should Mm -hmm. never be you know teased or uh it's just whatever whatever makes you happy you know Mm -hmm. let people enjoy things there's that meme that goes around the internet let people enjoy things. And Star Wars is definitely one of the, like, to my point earlier, it's one of those few series. It's one of those things that I genuinely celebrate with myself because I grew up with it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And it, if that's what brings you a massive amount of joy, then yeah, that's definitely something that you should be able to experience and not be robbed of. And it's definitely not stupid. You know, the people that mm-hmm. are out there like, well, it's just a dumb movie. It doesn't matter. It matters. It yeah. matters. It's we're a dumb movie, and you don't matter. Oh no, you <laughs> yeah. can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely not just a dumb movie. If it's something that's right. important to you for personal reasons, it, it's the most important thing in the world, and that should never be mm-hmm. taken away from you. And uh, and to quote one of my students, "Don't yuck my yum, motherfucker." <laughs> that is, that is new. No, I'm, I'm definitely. It, it's funny because a kid said that, and I was like, language. Oh man, that's really good. Really good. <laughs> yeah, language. Can you say it again. I need to write it down. Can you can you say it with that? Please. Um, <laughs> oh, it's it's funny. And uh, to to speak to what you said, um, the older I get, like the more, as you said, grumpier old man uh, that you get, the more I'm I'm understanding. I'm like people. Th- there's few things that are reverential to people. And let them enjoy it. Like let, yeah, let them let them have fun. And because there's we, I, dude, we all still play video games. Yeah, daily. 
Yeah. And uh, and I and I play with my adult nerd friends. We've been playing Gloomhaven. And when I try to explain it to people, I realize I'm like, I'm not even. This is just a me thing. This is the joy that I get out of a weekend, hanging out with friends, enjoying it. And I don't need to justify it to anybody. I don't need to, you know, preach it to people. I just just enjoy it. Just have it. And if somebody tells you they don't like it, maybe you don't need that negativity in your life. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what I think is really cool is, well, especially for you, Brent, like you, you know, you got a kid, you get to pass that on to your kid, and that's such a cool thing. You get to re-experience it with them. You know, I do. I I have to be honest. That's something that I'm really excited for. Like, hmm. I have a lot of collectibles. I have I have a nerd's amount of collectibles in my house. And it, when it got to the point when my wife and I were finally like, okay, we need to like start selling some stuff or getting rid of some stuff, <laughs> this conversation was literally, what do you want to keep? for the kid <laughs> you know so I, yeah. I am very excited i've i've thought vigorously about and it's the funny that like it's the same thing like we've taken him to disneyland a few times and he's not old enough to understand but like disneyland is also a a cornerstone of my childhood i mm-hmm. grew up going to disneyland after school every day Dude. you know in in certain ways i grew up at disneyland yeah and so i get really excited when i take him but he's only two years old, so he doesn't understand, you know, Disneyland yet. He doesn't understand Mickey Mouse yet. So, mm-hmm. but when we get to that point, it's going to be very exciting that I get to teach him all of these things and, and about all the stupid shit that his dad did at Disneyland as a kid. <laughs> uh, and Star Wars is very much the same way. And now Disneyland has a freaking land dedicated to Star Wars <laughs> that I get to take him to. Double dip. And, um, Double it's, and it's very exciting. Yeah. How? He's actually been there. But he, he he doesn't understand it yet. Mm. How did you spend so many afternoons at Disney? Were you just that adjacent, or if you live in Orange County and you're a teenager, you chances are you know someone that works at Disneyland, and regardless, you're going to be going to Disneyland fairly often. It's like a requirement, right? Yeah, that that both of those things were true. But uh, both of my brothers worked there when I was very young, and I also had a season pass. Nice uh, for for most of my life, I've had a season pass. So. Mm. Um, the, the plan typically most days was go to school, come home, uh, grab some friends, grab, grab whoever was dating at the time, <laughs> go spend the night at Disneyland, come back at like nine o'clock, rinse and repeat. That's what happened a lot of nights. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nice when it's not like a huge family trip that you have to do. Like for some people, it was like a 20 minute drive to get to Disneyland. And, yeah. you know, you can arrive there at like 6 p.m. and still have a good time. <laughs> yeah, this this was back in the day before it was ridiculously crowded where you could go on a weeknight and do whatever you want. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. It, it was a magical time. Yeah. Those days in the past yeah. never come back. Uh, um, well, speaking of Disney. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> oh, so speaking of Disney, what do you guys think of the job that Disney's doing so far in regards to, you know, once they had the rights to star Wars, how they're doing all these movies, they're doing spinoffs, they're doing, um, how do they, they're, they're doing in terms of, uh, handling the property. Hmm. Um, well, I was a big fan of the Lando trailer, um, solo. And, Mm. um, (laughs) it, it, it literally like when, as soon as I saw Donald Glover as Lando, I was like, um, can we just have that? Yeah, (laughs) totally. Because he's perfect. Um, 
but but I don't know. I I'm so it's it's a money grab, mm-hmm. and but uh, from what I've seen of everybody taking pictures of uh of uh expensive land, what's it called? <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Every single person I know that's gone there has said it's mind blowing. Oh my god, it's it's incredible. It really is. <laughs> I, I yeah I. If we have time, I'll tell you my story about the first time I went there, and it's it's another tearjerker moment for me. No, just do it right now. <laughs> just do it now. Yes, okay, now. sure, sure. Yeah, the first time I went there, it was uh, it was one of those days we were like, let's fucking do it. Let's wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. Let's get there so we can be one of the first ones in the gate. We'll run there. We'll do everything <laughs> we can. And I knew that I was gonna love it because I I love Star Wars, you know. But I didn't know that it was gonna be as insane as it was and uh the way that that we were brought into galaxy's edge uh, i'm very happy because there's there's three entrances essentially there's the two main entrances from what i understand and there's one that's off to the side because the land is basically broken up into the first order section and the resistance section the first order section is where you see a lot of the imperials like kylo ren's like big bat looking ship is like docked over there and then the resistance is where it's a more forested area. There's a lot of trees and whatnot. Um, so I suppose because of crowd control, they didn't open the two main entrances when we first got there. So they were ushering us through the side entrance, the resistance side, mm-hmm. and uh, which is over by like the Hungry Bear restaurant over in Critter Country. Um, they call that the Endor. Last <laughs> 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 oh, question: um, Were you? Were you one of the groups that was there when it was just the the landing party, when it was the very small amounts of people that were let in at a time? No, I I had to wait until uh, they opened it to like the general public. I didn't make reservations, which is why we woke up at, you know, balls o'clock in the morning to get there (laughs) super early. But um, if, if you haven't been, though, I recommend, even if the main entrances are open, go through the resistance side because it's such a it's such a lead up and it's it's really nice like you you cross under this bridge and suddenly the music changes and you're just it's just trees so you're like oh okay i guess i guess we're in you know Uh and then you walk a little farther and the light poles start looking a little futuristic and you're like okay we're definitely in galaxy's edge that's great but it's just like trees and like futuristic looking trash cans and whatnot. <laughs> and then you round a corner and there's a freaking X-Wing like parked Ooh. off to the side. And, and and I stopped and I was like, oh shit, like there's an X-Wing, you know? And, it, and I had to pause. And that's actually where the line for the, uh, the Millennium Falcon ride started. Mm-hmm. So we stopped there and I'm looking around, I'm taking a hundred pictures and they queue up like the sound effects so that, it legitimately sounds like there's spaceships like flying overhead. Wow. Um, it's really well done. The employees can't break character. So <laughs> they all walk by you and they're like, hi, sons to you. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then after like the fourth person, you're like, oh, that's their way of saying good morning, you know? <laughs> and then the line eventually took us like through the marketplace and it was super crazy. And I'm, I'm just geeking out over everything. There's a blue milk stand. <laughs> oh my God. And then, you round the corner and there's the Millennium Falcon and I fucking lost it. I, I, <laughs> I teared up. 
And I, I tried to be the tough guy. My wife's like, do you want to take a picture in front of it? I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, it's okay. And then she's like, you're taking a fucking picture in front of it. And I'm like, okay. So it, if you if you have not been, I recommend that that's the way to go because it's just such a buildup. Yeah. And it's I, I'm so happy that I didn't just walk in the main entrance and just like, oh, shit, here's everything all in my face. You know? <laughs> oh man now that's can I, uh, can I ask like we all have um, clearly we have significant others um, spouses and um, you know whatever's and <laughs> okay. so, you know, I, I love my girlfriend to death um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, what? yes of course she's the best she's the best <laughs> so, uh, where, where do your significant others your, your spouses I can say your spouses not mm-hmm. our um, <laughs> spouses fall on the the Star Wars fan uh, continuum. Are they as rabid, slightly rabid, um, mildly appreciative, or not uh, not applicable? Aggressively indifferent is that a? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of her attitude towards most of the stuff I love. So I'm going to go with That's that. A bummer. <laughs> My wife, uh, she. She's into it, not not nearly as much as me, but I mean, my my wife is uh, she's like kind of the coolest geek I know. Like she <laughs> plays World of Warcraft, but she's also like way cooler than me, you know. <laughs> um, so she she's into it. Like any any Avengers movie, any Marvel movie, like she's on board. Like she's like we got, we got to go and we got to see it in the theater. Nice, but it's a priority. That's awesome. So. <laughs> She also doesn't drool over this stuff as much as I do, mm. but it's still like she's on board enough to where we have a rule where I can't see this stuff without her. Yeah. But, you know, she's also not pre-ordering, uh, you know, the, the Fallen Order or whatever that Star Wars game that's coming out is like. Mm-hmm. So it's like she, weeks, right? Something like that. Yeah. So, so she's a fan. Mm. She's she's not she's not as rabid. She's not as I am. coming to tears seeing like yeah. the next wing she own, she owns at least two star wars shirts oh. wow but she's still way cooler than i could ever hope <laughs> that's oh, man. Yeah. Uh, with with my girlfriend like i uh, my girlfriend uh, my girlfriend uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds so pretentious um so i yeah so when when she moved in you know i had the the peewee's playhouse of of bathrooms where it was just like you know, swap me Star Wars toys all, uh, you know, on shelves behind the toilet. And, you know, she moved in and she was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to change this bathroom. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, in my head, I'm going like, well, here's, you know, just as long as you put live, laugh, love over the toilet, like (laughs) gather over the toilet, that'd be great. And, uh, but no, she really surprised me. And she, she, she takes these really, um, like uh, crafty projects and she said well uh, i want you to get rid of the toys behind the toilet and i was like yeah that makes sense like uh, clearly and uh and she said no no no. i want to put them in mason jars and actually make like little dioramas with them oh she wow. is awesome I just looked at her and i went why and she goes oh they're gonna be way easier to dust and they're gonna look cool so i'm thinking <laughs> like a tatooine jar and i'm thinking a hoth jar with maybe like white sand and i'm thinking and i'm like uh, and then the next day she buys mason jars, and so 
This is all leading somewhere, I promise. Um, <laughs> so I like, you know, Han Solo and Carbonite Curtain. And I called it the the job bathroom or job bathroom. And uh, and so she she was like, yeah, I want to take this poster down. I'm like, yeah, it's fair. What do you want to put there? She's like, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. And the next day I come and she's like freehand stenciled a Death Star. Like uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know under construction half blown up or whatever death star and yeah. she's like half painted it on the wall and then i come home the next day from teaching and it's all but finished with a couple of lines holy balls that's awesome yeah I'll, I'll send you guys photos and then you know when she's playing don't starve and i walk in and I'm like, Are you playing video and i go into the bathroom and i'm like oh <laughs> wow i get to churin and sure. so yeah. It was. It's pretty cool. You're blessed for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That's awesome. You haven't seen Galaxy's Edge, which is gonna, um, which we're hoping, we're hoping is gonna be um, maybe sometime in the next like six months or so once the the hubbub dies down. Mm-hmm. If if you if you plan early enough ahead, make reservations for the cantina. Okay. Because it's months out when you have to book your appointment. I still haven't been there yet. Oh. So if you if you know like six months out, like let's plan this day. Mm. Try to get an opening because it's it's reservation only. I hear it's insane in there, and I have yet to see it. Whoa. So it's like Blue Bayou on steroids, right? Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I bet. It's, wow. it's, uh, they they took uh, Rex from the old Star Tours ride, and he's the DJ in the camp. <laughs> Nice recycling, and I really want to see that. (laughs) Like, very much want to see that. That's so cool. Uh, Have you ever been to the the Scum and Villainy Cantina at all? I have not. I've been wanting to. Uh, That's gonna be very hard for me. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we live in a wretched hive of Scum and Villainy, aka. So. Every bar, you might get your arm cut off for looking at somebody. So that's always interesting. Yeah, it sounds about right for East County, San Diego. Everybody is wanted in 12 systems there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, obviously, at Galaxy's Edge is Disney's way of capitalizing on them, having the property. But it sounds like they're doing it right. And I think one of the reasons they're seeing success is they're finding the right people to tackle these jobs probably people that truly do have a passion for it you know yeah to to go back to your original question before i derailed it oh no no uh, it's fine i i think they're doing great i mean uh-huh. it, it there was some skepticism when they first uh, acquired it because everyone was like oh we're gonna start seeing like mouse ears you know in in these movies and whatnot <laughs> um which hasn't been the case i think they've been pretty faithful to the material and mm. Um, I think the biggest bummer was when they erased all of the expanded universe and basically said like, none of this is canon anymore. That kind of sucked because I, I, I never read like every star Wars book out there, but I had a good number of books and, and even like, you know, the shadows of the empire game back on like Nintendo 64. Like, yeah. Just hearing like, that's no longer canon was like, oh, but dash Rendar. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's totally true. You invest all this time and and like all these emotions into these, you know, yeah. games and books and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, none of that matters anymore. 
That's a kick in the yeah, nuts, especially when you... What's up? No, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead. Oh, no. Um, no, I was just saying, like, you know, like what Brent said, it, when you really do care about the characters, it kind of sucks to hear, like, yeah, they don't exist. Like, you're a crazy person now. <laughs> like, I really love this person. Well, they don't exist. Yeah. Well, they, they were fictional to begin with. Well, now they double don't exist. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a kick in the nuts, you know? Well, and when they scrapped uh, the LucasArts, the LucasArts games, or Lucas, uh, yeah, it was LucasArts, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yep, they're closed. And you're like, w- w- um, come again? Yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. And I mean, what, what, so no, I was saying there. I think there were like three titles that were like almost fifty percent production, and they were just like, yeah, those don't exist anymore. Good luck with uh, the Han Solo dance off, or what was the the game for? Uh, oh, God, oh, Jesus dude. Christ! Oh, yeah, <laughs> just dance I'm or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was uh, for the 360. There has to have been a game that came out since then. That's not fair. I, I was mean. But, uh, <laughs> so what do you guys think about the, the game franchises? That's one thing I was wondering, too. Is like, what was the last Star Wars game you played and you absolutely loved? Because for me, that's Battlefront for the first, you know, Xbox and PS2. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes, that's how far back I go in terms of you know, my favorite game. Or Star Wars game recently, I don't know. I can't remember. The, I think I tried Battlefront two and just did not care. About yeah, same here. I, I got Battlefront one and two, the the more recent ones, on a sale. Mm-hmm. Like it was like both games and all the DLC for like ten bucks during some crazy sale recently. Nice. Yeah, and that's what I got too. They're they're pretty games. They're <laughs> they're very sloppy, and I, it definitely Jesse. I'm in the same boat. I, I used to play hours of battlefront back in the day i mean Hell my yeah. friends and i used to get together and play just hours of that game because it was so much fun and this game does not or these games rather do not bring up those same kind of feelings um mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for a good star I, I would say that my favorite star wars games out there are the force unleashed one and two yep um those games are mm. phenomenal i've played through them many times and they they still um, make me smile, but it's been few and far between since then, which I'm, I'm kind of excited about the new one that's coming out because I hear it's like Star Wars slash Dark Souls, which makes me Ooh, very excited. Okay. Hmm. Um, but it's it has been a while. And yeah, there are a lot of canceled titles, you know, like, like you mentioned. Um, there was that Boba Fett game that was getting like a ton of attention and then they were just like, nope, fuck you. It's done. Never mind. <laughs> what, was, what was the other one? It was like one three five one two or whatever, and they just kept showing like this amazing conceptual art, but also like in-game footage. Yeah. And you were looking at it, and you're like, "This game is going to be amazing." And they're like, "Oh, there's a smuggler type Han Solo character, and do you play as him?" Yeah. Oh, you know. And then they're like, "Yeah, but it doesn't exist anymore." So fuck right off. I think that's that's yep. why I'm so excited for the Mandalorian show coming out. Is it's like the first time, uh, I, I guess you know. To be fair, Rogue One and Solo were not Jedi centric movies, so mm-hmm. I guess it's not fair to say that it's like the first thing that we've gotten that's not Jedi centric. But I think that's why I was really excited for those games. Was it was the first games that didn't focus so heavily on being a Jedi, and it was more like. Hey, you're gonna go be like a freaking outlaw, running missions, you know, in the Star Wars universe, and that sounded really appealing to me. 
So it was yeah. a bummer when they got canceled, but yeah, along those same veins, I mean, that's why I'm really excited for the Mandalorian is it's, it's finally a show about, you know, star Wars in, in the Western sense, you know, it's like the old West out there, yeah. the outer rim. And it's, it's not about Jedis for once, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know my wife was like, Hey, did you hear about that star Wars show? I'm like the Mandalorian. <laughs> I was very excited. I was telling her all about it and stuff. She's like, I didn't think you even cared. I'm like, no, no, I, I do care very much. I mean, like, you know, as a little kid, you see Boba Fett, and you're like, that's the guy I want to be. He's got the cool armor. He's got the cool mask. You know, he's got the jetpack and stuff. And so we see this new design. It's all shiny and cool and stuff. It's just, it gets me very excited, even though, like I said, you know, I'm still kind of a, a novice with the Star Wars stuff. He's got the weapon from the holiday special, which is the coolest thing about that show so far. <laughs> this or, no, what's the weapon like the sorry the holiday special the, so the the hol- the infamous holiday special if you've never seen it it's on youtube it's the worst thing ever created um <laughs> and you should definitely watch it it's awful but the holiday special was the very first appearance of boba fett in uh, a really crudely drawn cartoon where he's like fighting han solo and he has like this long long weapon that's like almost like a staff, but also a gun, and it shoots, like, magnet rays out of it. And um, I don't think, to my knowledge, it's never been seen since then, but one of the earliest set photos was that weapon, and I just remember the internet exploding, like, that's the holiday special weapon. Like, that's how much detail they're putting into the show. So does that mean that that's canon, but not the other stuff that they threw? Everybody needs to watch the holiday special just so you can feel good about the world we live in now because it is the worst thing ever made. That's what I'm wondering is if next month with Galaxy's Edge, if they're going to do any kind of hint or any sort of like holiday special, like little Easter eggs within. I hope so. Life Day Day celebrations at uh, at, at Galaxy's Edge. Wasn't it Life Day? Is that what it's called? Uh, life day. Yeah, it's like life, life day. day. Yeah. yeah. I uh, when I was at Comic Con, there's this guy that um, I mean, he's he, he is a scoundrel of the highest order, and uh, he he collects and rips all of the worst TV shows onto DVD and then sells them for like thirty bucks. <laughs> and it was like the guys like I got the Star Wars holiday special, and I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that for thirty bucks. And literally, like three days later, it shows up on YouTube. I was like, "That's yeah. cool, cool." <laughs> I I I have quite a few of those bootleg DVDs. I may have purchased from him. <laughs> they're just really like they're they're printed on like a, a Canon like like belt fed printer from the eighties. Like it's yeah. the, the cover art's awful and yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> but it's the only way you can get. Uh, See, I'm a sucker for the nostalgia stuff from my childhood because, like, I've had this debate before where I have a two-year-old. He's growing up in a world where cartoons these days are all about butt jokes and they're no longer, like, (laughs) relevant cartoons. Whereas I grew up in the age of, like, Thundercats where every cartoon was still super badass, but they also taught you something. You know, it was like episode Mm -hmm. two, I think, of Thundercats was fighting uh, Joe the Poacher or whatever his name was. And it's like... Yeah, I got to see the, the Thundercats fight somebody, but I also learned that poaching was bad, you know? And so I still have a lot. I, I bought, like, all my old Voltron DVDs and Thundercats and Transformers because I still plan to show him those when he's old enough to understand them. But I don't want to ostracize him from, like, the rest of his classmates, so I'm still going to let him watch the stupid, like, fart joke cartoons that 
mm-hmm. don't teach you anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a lot of those like bootleg DVDs that like I, I bought like Salute Your Shorts. The DVD oh, because yes. It's not sold anywhere to my knowledge. So I had to go through a really seedy website that was just like, I hope you don't steal my credit card information because I'm, I'm taking a risk here because I really want to relive that show that I, I swear to God uh, was the best show ever until you watch it and you're like, well, this is just okay. We think about you. It makes me want to fart. <laughs> yeah, it's that one in, uh, in Hey Dude. Hey Dude as well, yeah. Uh, without fail, like I'll, I'll be driving through Julian and I'll look at Ciara and go, it's a little wild and a little strange. <laughs> you are. I'm like, yep, guilty as charged. The, the one that I haven't gotten yet, but I, I plan to someday, is the uh, the complete Are You Afraid of the Dark series, which is tough because Halloween just passed. Yeah, don't get me started. I'm, I'm getting way off topic, but those cartoons it, those shows from, from our childhood oh. were, were super special, and I, I definitely want to keep watching those. Hmm. Um, I think the cool thing about having a kid, like we discussed earlier, is, um, you know, obviously sharing certain things. But what's cool is, like, my kid's going to school now, and I, I wait with him at the bus stop, and his friends are into Pokemon. And I know, like, I might not know the new stuff, but I know other things, and they're like, holy shit, your dad knows this? I'm like, fuck, yes, I know this. I've been playing this since way long time ago. You have no idea. I'm like, I have a freaking card that's from 1997, because they're, they're trading cards still. And they're like... Whoa, that was like a hundred years ago. I'm like, let's let's not go. <laughs> but but yeah, my kid looks at me like God in that moment. I'm like, oh, awesome. You know, we can bond over this. He actually respects me for once. It's fantastic. <laughs> so when it comes to time, like it's gonna be cool. Like he hasn't seen the original trilogy yet. I get to watch it with him and experience it with him, and he doesn't know the twist, which is fantastic because he gets to actually experience that. Thankfully, none of the shows he's watching now, you know, parody. The the whole Luke thing, and I'm not going to go into it in, in case, God forbid, there is someone listening that doesn't know, although I doubt that's possible. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, he gets to go and watch that, and I can't wait to see the look on his face when he's like, holy, what, what, that's, and I'm like, yeah, you see that? that there's a father and son in that fight, too. So <laughs> Have yeah. you guys seen the, uh, the YouTube videos of the guy that was watching with his daughter, and he set up the camera during, like, the pivotal sequences? Oh yes, it's beautiful. And I don't think so. I loved it. Yeah, I'm sorry. What happened? I said I don't think I've oh. seen it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's just it's great. It's a guy. I mean, the girl's what maybe like six, yes. six or seven yeah. tops. And uh, and you know, he he said that he's watching the original trilogy with his daughter, and then he sets up a tripod in the corner of the room for the the infamous um, hanging. Reveal. Yeah, hang, hanging in the, I don't know, coolant, inverse coolant tower scene. Um, yeah. Luckily, there's a Millennium Falcon. I used to have a pop-up book that was the Empire Strikes Back pop-up book, and it had a little slider wheel to, to throw Luke down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the wheel, and he goes, Woo! like, down the thing. It was, uh, yeah, I... My parents got me a pop-up book for the most depressive of the trilogy. Like, <laughs> thanks for that. You couldn't get me the one with the Ewoks, which uh, I still have one of the original Ewoks uh, stuffed animals. They were like teddy bears. Oh, my God. It's so money. I still have it. It's Wicket. And he used to have a, uh, he used to have the little, the little head wrap thing, whatever it is. 
uh, and I was small enough that I could like put it on. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I'm admitting this, but um, but yeah, I would be like, you know, my parents would be like, it's time for dinner. I'd be like, yub nub. They're like, you're 16. <laughs> Take the head wrap off. And yeah. So, but yeah, I still have that. Uh, I have a Chewbacca that's probably the size of Gwen. It's like a giant stuffed Chewbacca and you squeeze it. It's He has like a giant head. It's a Funko Pop, but like stuffed animal Chewbacca. It's like a giant pillow thing. And uh, yeah, I look at all this marketing of the, the stuff that we had when, when we were kids. And like I had, I mean, I think we had the, we, well, not you, Jesse, but um, Brent, did you have the, the Millennium Falcon that had the like that took C batteries or like D batteries and made the made the sounds? No, I, I think I, I had quite a few of the standard toys, but I think the only like vehicles or accessories I had was like the land speeder and like an A wing. I think that was about it. Damn. And just a million like soldiers. Because they used to make Star Wars toys for everything. It was like, hey, here's a hammerhead, the guy that was in one scene for 10 seconds. <laughs> we made a toy out of him, and, and me as a kid was like, well, I have to own it. Right. <laughs> right. It only makes sense, of course. And it yeah. was it was just it was funny because like I I was fortunate enough to grow up where I had my parents and they would always get me, I had kind of like like a hand-me-down collect not hand-me-down collection of toys, that's a bad way of saying it. I had a a series of toys, like they would buy my toys at like QVC. They had there was like a QVC store in Lancaster. So i so I had like the bomb ass Voltron castle, the like oh, giant wow. blue Voltron castle, but I had like one lion. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon, but then I had like uh, Castle Grayskull. Like it was, I never had one complete series of things. So I'd be like, "All right, the X-wing is bombing Castle Grayskull once again." <laughs> a matchups are the best, right? Brave Star. I had like the bad guy. Do you guys remember Brave Star? Is that is that before your time? Brave Star. Cowboy and uh, and they were figures that had uh, laser tag guns built into them. Okay stand him up and shoot it like shoot at him and you know like the one like the eyes would glow if they got hit it was like i don't know digital rock em sock em robots i don't know how our like dicks getting microwaved okay. like what we were shooting at each other. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my time but i'm very jealous that it wasn't my time yeah. that sounds yeah. awesome it was uh yeah look it up uh brave star was ridiculous but um but anyway sorry went way off topic there it's okay. No, the the marketing these days is absolutely a lot crazier. I I literally on on the same subject as as all of your Wicked toys. My son was Wicked for Halloween this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's he, he looks goofy as hell, but he's in a chubby little suit and he was uh just waddling around and probably hot as hell. But you know we had to show him off anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I had a Wicked toy for many years. I think I still have him actually. Um, I, I took him, Jesse, on the, the one and only tour that the band went on back in the day. For whatever <laughs> reason, I, I think I talked myself into bringing all, along my Wicket toy for luck, but he came with me. Wow. Like, you know, the limited space we had to pack, like, food and supplies and stuff in our backpacks. <laughs> and I brought a Priorities, yeah. Wicket toy. But to be fair, Gabe also brought, like, four lightsabers. So, <laughs> I don't know. We 
it was one of those things like, like a right, fun everyone tour. has like food and money and, and blankets and clothes great how many toys did you guys bring enough yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> sounds like a blast <laughs> so um going back to the disney thing what do you guys think is the best thing that disney's done with the property so far Say it again. I missed that. It cut out. Back. Oh, sorry. Um, what do you think is the best thing that Brit- that uh, Disney has done with the property so far? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of already covered it, but Galaxy's Edge is by far what, the best thing. I mean, I, I adore the movies, and I'm I'm guarantee I'm going to love The Mandalorian. But having mm-hmm. a physical location that you can go to and experience everything, and I mean, it's it's immersive. Like it's. It's so crazy, like, and they have such cool merchandise. There's, like, a marketplace. They have, you know, the characters walking around. It's just so immersive. And like I said before, they can't break character, which can also be frustrating when you're trying to buy something. And uh, this is a true story. The guy was, like, looking at me, and he's like, do you have anything for credit reduction? And I was like, (laughs) what? And he said, do you have anything for credit reduction? And they cannot break character. So my dumb ass is like, what's wrong with my credits? And he's like, no, sir, do you have anything for credit reduction? And again, my wife, who's way smarter than me, was like, he's asking if you have an annual pass for a discount. And I was like, fucking just say that, dude. Like, so here's a pro tip. If you go to Galaxy's Edge, nothing is in dollar amounts there. It's all, quote, unquote, credits. Oh my god! And it's it's, it's like the scratchy dollars that you know they can't break characters. So I'm sure a hundred times a day there's idiots like me, and they're just like <sighs> credit reduction, like reduction of credits. This costs credits. How can you reduce it? Never mind. Pay full price. Fuck off. <laughs> it's gotta be incredibly frustrating for them. I can't imagine not being able to break I'm character sure, like that. I'm sure it's awful. I'm sure that there's a hundred people like me a day that are just like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> High suns? What the fuck? It's cloudy. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Yeah, I would have been totally fired at some point. I would probably would have stepped to the side and be like, do you have an annual pass? Can we just get through this, please? I've, yeah, there's, there's no the, the Tom Morello story? No. No. So apparently, um, he because he's fucking Tom Morello, of course he is. Um, and, and look it up. Like this was this was posted to his Twitter and his Instagram. He apparently went into the 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 Mos Eisley Cantina at Galaxy's Edge and was just being normal person. And apparently, the mm-hmm. bartender said it's not often that we get a resistance general in our bar. And he's like, "What?" And the guy slid him a uh, a resistance logo sticker. Just like on the show, and so he like took a picture of it. He's like, "This is probably the greatest moment of my life right now." <laughs> so Tom Morello's in New York, which is pretty awesome, and uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, so Nick, uh, what do you think is the best thing that Disney's done with the property? I mean, damn, to hear Brent say it, I would say Galaxy's Edge. I mean, literally every person, and I've known some like pretty finicky assholes that. Have gone there and are like, yeah, no, it's totally worth it. Um, so I, I would say, I mean, literally every picture I've seen brings a smile to my face. Um, obviously, the the people that had reservations, like I was kind of living vicariously through them because the the pictures were just amazing and it didn't seem like crazy crowded. 
Um, and, you know, because with the landing party, I guess they were only letting in, what was it, about like 80 to 90 people at a time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're, I'm, I, when I think about it, I think about the immersion. And it's, it's awesome that we as adults can look at that and get really excited. But like the thing that makes me really happy is when I think about kids experiencing it for the first time. Oh, that's true. And having that crazy amount of immersion because, you know, the older we get, the more we walk through Disney and we're like, fuck, I'm not going to pay like $20 for a Mickey pretzel. Shut up. You know, (laughs) I see a kid walking by with like a, a infinity gauntlet soda cup that like you put your hand in. I have one. So (laughs) bad. And like, my uh, my seniors last year went to Disneyland for senior night, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, you kind of look like Thanos, and we were going to get you the, the cup so that you could, you know, have it at graduation day, you know, when you gave a speech. And I went, where's the cup? And they went, oh, yeah, no, we didn't do it. I'm like, <laughs> eh. but it's, you know, Disney does that amazing immersion for kids. And I, I don't know, I, you know, being somebody who only abducts kids, teaches, what did I just <laughs> it's you know when when i see the joy on kids faces just like at movies or looking at toys or like when you go to the lego store and they unveil a new lego set you know star wars lego set and you see the excitement on little kids faces like i kind of envy you guys as parents because you can shepherd that experience you know you can you can usher them towards that and I, i don't know that's the thing that i think is the best is that disney still appeals to the kids Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we're really lucky about because, like, the generation before, you know, the parents that were taking these kids to the movies, they really didn't have a care. They may not have had a care about the the trilogy or the franchise. And now you've got, you know, we've grown up with it and we get to take our kids and we're as excited, if not more so, than the kids that are in the seats because we know what they're in. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's such a cool thing to bond over. I'm more excited for what's coming down the, the, the roadmap, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's, it's very exciting to be able to teach my son and show him everything that's come out so far. But what I'm mm-hmm. more excited about is when he's going to be old enough to where we get to go see the next Star Wars movies together and geek out together when we're seeing it all for the first time. Yeah, oh, That's, yeah. that's what's going to be exciting for me. And what's your feeling on that? Do you think that... I mean, I I should ask both of you guys as parents, like judging, I feel like we, the the older group, well, I'm probably the oldest compared to all of you guys, but like the older group of people, like the more I look at, for example, when, when Last Jedi came out or when Force Awakens came out, I went into it expecting, I was still really happy with what I saw, but I was expecting to get like my hair blown back. And like walk away totally changed, you know. And oh. and I think there's that level of jaded, you know, the South Park like, no, you're just an asshole now, and like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. And it's like, so I'm wondering, uh. like, I saw Solo, and Solo was okay, you know, it was yeah. it was fine, it was fine with five apps, it was fine. And <laughs> when people had um. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, what was the the spy movie with um, Rogue One? Rogue One. Oh, Rogue and One. So I had these friends that saw Rogue One. They're like, "Oh my god, 
it's the best, most intensive Star Wars I've seen since Empire. I'm being serious. And then, you know, with that expectation, you go into the theater and you're like, yeah, it was okay. You know, it's, and it wasn't that, that experience. I don't know. Every single time I expect to be completely blown away. And like the first time you see Luke totally blown away and then, you know, force awaken or what was it? Um, the last Jedi and last Jedi. It's like, you know, you see Luke and then they're like, no, he's just a curmudgeon and an asshole. (laughs) And, you know, squeezing the weird bird nipple and drinking the milk. And that whole scene was, should have been probably a deleted scene, but here we are. And the first time I see it, I was just like, Oh, I'm not having that. I'm not having fun. And then of course, the more you watch it and the more you think about it and the more you discuss it with your friends, the more real and accessible and moving these films are. But I think you know, <laughs> at, at first level, and I think because we saw it with that childlike wonder of the first three, you know, the, the Royal, what is it? The Holy Trilogy. Like <laughs> we saw it with that kind of childlike wonder in the same way that, you know, we saw Goonies and were blown away. And I think yeah. that we have expectations now that we didn't have when we were children. Mm. Yeah, because you were going in completely blank, and now we kind of have an idea, not only of what to expect, but what we would like to see. And when you make your own expectations, you're going in there with like what you think it should be, and it doesn't match up, or it doesn't blow those standards out of the water, then you're going to walk away disappointed. Yeah. You know? And that just kind of sucks. And um, when I went in to see these movies, I tried, I just tried to sit down and not think about what I would want to see. And I think that's kind of why I didn't enjoy um, Endgame as much because I saw it like a month after it came out and everyone was, was hyping it up like, similar to what you've experienced. And I just, you know, I was expecting certain things. I thought there was going to be allusions to the X-Men or something or mutants or I thought there was going to be talking about like other um, universes. And when it was just what it was, like it was still a great movie, but because I had built it up into all these possibilities and didn't meet those, I walked away kind of feeling like I was missing something. Gotcha. You know, if that makes sense. So maybe something similar there where, you know, you're sitting down hoping to feel that same way as when you were a kid where you're you're hoping to see something you maybe haven't seen yet that's really going to blow your mind and it just, it doesn't happen. You know, that kind of sucks. Um, looks like we're getting to the hour mark. Um, is We have about four minutes left. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this up? Even though we didn't even really touch on, like, the you know, the prequels or anything. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's another podcast, right? Yeah, we can always do a part I think two. So. I'm down for that. You know, I, I am, yeah, sounds good. All righty then. Um, I think for now we'll wrap this up. This will be part one, and I definitely look forward to doing part two with you guys. Um, you guys want to say anything before we uh, wrap this up? No. Watch the holiday special, everybody. <laughs> there you go. We yeah, are right at that time. Fantastic. Yep. Christmas morning. Get Excellent. the family together. Pull up YouTube. <laughs> it's it's a life day Watch. miracle. Yeah. Happy life day, everyone. <laughs> happy happy life day yeah all right everyone well thank you guys again for being part of the podcast thank you. and thank you to everyone who's been listening and have a great day thanks all right bye all right